Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This is Emily, Henley, and Sammy. And you're listening to Too Scary Didn't Watch. everyone. Welcome to Too Scary Didn't Watch, the horror movie recap podcast for those too scared to watch for themselves. My name is Henley, not <laughs> Emily. Emily, our dear, dear Emily is not with us this week. And so I am starting us off and dang, I got nervous to do that intro. I was not convinced <laughs> I could remember it. You killed it, Henley. Oh, thank, thank you, Sammy. Thank you. I need all the emotional support I can get. Um... All right, now it's your turn, I guess. <laughs> yeah, this is going perfectly smoothly. My name is Sammy, and I like watching scary movies. And so I watch them so that you don't have to. I tell you all about them. You mm-hmm. live vicariously through me, or you get mm-hmm. the courage and the information you need to see the movies for yourselves. You, you go into those movies armed with information. Mm, so important to be armed with information. Sammy, truly doing God's work, especially during <laughs> during spooky season, which is upon us right now. And oh, my God. We know that more and more people are out there trying to watch those scary movies. We know there are a lot coming out right now. And so honestly, like, what would we be doing without this service you're providing us? It's it's essential. We're essential workers. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've been like following that um i don't know if you've seen ia stories the iatsa like union strike thing that's um potentially happening i think by the time this episode comes out we'll know if they have voted yes or no on the strike i am aware of the strike but i do not follow iatsi like their instagram or anything yeah so um there's an instagram called ia under underscore stories and it's just people submit horror stories of working in the film industry because it's like treated like such life or death it just reminded me because i said essential workers and there 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 was a story that got sent in that was like remember when we got fucking classified as essential workers and it's like motherfucker (laughs) this shit is not essential it's literally entertainment no it's like in the name of the industry it's the entertainment industry (laughs) no 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 no. but they're making billions of dollars for you know these corporations and the corporations are like we're gonna fucking keep making this money if we can um for anyone who isn't aware of the strike this is like really relevant to all of us movie and tv lovers out there but there's a whole contingent of people so many people who belong to kind of this catch-all union called Ayatsi, and within it it's like wardrobe makeup um like camera and grip i think like just like a ton, yeah. ton of people who work in the crew and basically they are threatening to strike if some of their more basic needs aren't met um and it's like really basic stuff like yeah stuff, like working conditions stuff it's crazy. I mean, um, I didn't work in production for too long. Post-production is also bad a lot of the time. 
Um, but production, I mean, it's super, super common to hear of people working 16 hour days. I know the few times that I did work in production, it was 16 hour days. And I was, that was just for like a weekend shoot. But if this is like your full-time job, you're doing this back to back, like jobs back to back. You're, it's just like so unsustainable. These poor people don't get to spend time with their families. It's ridiculous. So yeah, if you guys hear about it, look it up, support it, support these people that make all your favorite shows and movies because mm-hmm. they deserve rest and and it's so hard like i it like it's truly like backbreaking work these people are doing um and especially under covid conditions where you know you're having to wear a mask all day and just abide by all these new standards and you know have to get tested and constantly and all this stuff i don't know i just i'm glad that there's so much attention being drawn to it now because it does seem kind of insane the amount of work that these people are doing yeah yeah And it really goes like unheralded too. Like, I feel like people just don't even know about it, you know? Right. Yeah. I really hope something changes because it is like just kind of thought of as the norm in the industry. And so it's very much the messaging of like a director or producer to you is like, you're replaceable. So like, Mm -hmm. do what we say. And that's fucked up. <laughs> yeah. And often these are the people that have to like get there before all the actors they mm-hmm. and get there before the director and then stay to like close down set after everyone else goes home. Like, you know, these they're working insane hours and you're just on your feet constantly. Um, but you know what? It's so we can have movies like the beautiful ones we get to talk about on this podcast. So that's right. We're so grateful. (laughs) We're so grateful. We hope that the negotiations go well and Mm -hmm. that new, we get a new normal for production and post-production where people actually get to fucking see their families and have a life weekends off. Yeah, totally. Um, The other important thing that happened since we've last spoken is that Jamie Spears is no longer conservator of our our queen britney oh thank god huge news huge news and britney also got engaged so just a congratulations to her and to sam who i'm still on the fence about a little bit i feel like so distrustful of everybody that dates britney spears i'm like what's what are you doing anyone who's not like already very wealthy like i feel like She's just so rich. How can I trust anyone's intentions? Um, did you see that? I think we sent this back and forth, but um, who was it? Which actress? Someone posted on a Britney's um, Instagram when she said that she got engaged. I think it was, um, what's her oh, name? Octavia. Um, Octavia. Yes. Spencer? Octavia Spencer. Octavia Spencer. Just oh, yeah, said, get, get a prenup. prenup. <laughs> I saw that. But seriously, but yes. get a fucking prenup. <laughs> but yes, you definitely need that. I really, really, really hope she gets a prenup. A strong one. Me Ironclad. Too. Ironclad. Me too. I just, uh, uh, yeah, also just wish her all the happiness in the world. She deserves it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she has been through so much. Mm-hmm. <sighs> We've talked I- about it before, but. 
Have you watched the Britney versus Spears documentary on Netflix? I did, yeah. And I I will say I think it was my my least favorite of the documentaries that have been made of her. And maybe it's just because now I've seen so many that it's like it seemed like none of it was new information. So other than the interview with what's his name, Sam Lutfi. Oh, okay. See, um, I I started watching it and I was like, I I know all of this and I don't really want to like tread this ground again because it's so yeah, disturbing and upsetting. Yeah, exactly. I don't really want to watch all of this over again. I agree. That's how I felt. It was kind of it's a little it's I've seen too much now. And yeah. Um, unfortunate for those filmmakers, because I'm sure it's if I had seen it first, I would have been like, whoa, it would have blown my mind. <laughs> Exactly. But it's it a little light to the party. Yeah. Um, I know because in the beginning of the documentary, and they probably did this on purpose, there's a clip of one of them being like, I've been working on this documentary for two and a half years. It's <laughs> like, that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> that really sucks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we wish him the best. I we know. I turned it off right after that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, filmmakers, but they do deserve um, all the negotiations from Mayatsa that we were previously talking about. Exactly. Exactly. Okay, should we talk about this week's movie? Let's do it. I know we're both very excited for it. (laughs) At least one of us is. (laughs) You sent some texts that made me a little nervous. Um, I'm a little scared. I hadn't even heard of this movie, to be honest. Mm. Okay, well, I'll tell I'll tell you what it is. It, it I've been calling it Titan, but it is a French film, so it is actually pronounced Titan. Okay. It's in theaters now. Just came out this past weekend. Uh, directed by Julia Ducourneau, written by Julia Ducourneau and Jacques Acotti and Simonetta Greggio. I'm so sorry if I'm fucking <laughs> all of these up. Starring Agathe Roussel, Vincent Linden, and Garance Marillier. I really am trying. That, sounds, that sounded great to me. That sounded great to my um, unlearned ears. To your American ears. Yeah, exactly. Um, so you saw it in theaters. I went in theaters. I saw it last night. Also, side note, I joined the AMC Stubbs A-list. Which uh, is in California twenty twenty three ninety five a month, and you can see three movies a week. Holy and shit! And the movie is seventeen ninety nine. So already, I got like, I only have to see two movies for it to be worth it, and I can see twelve. Isn't Holy that crazy! Shit. It's like it's like movie pass days. Are yeah. they doing? Are they doing that because of COVID? Probably like to get pe- butts in the seats. Maybe, um, and I think also theaters make their money from concessions right right. and so the more you're in there the more money they make and so i feel like it's win-win yeah it's yeah (laughs) because i did spend money in concessions i was like well free basically free tickets so or it becomes like a movie pass thing where too many people do it and then they're like we can't do this anymore actually it's unsustainable um but should, I, should I edit that out so nobody else joins? <laughs> yeah, no one else joins. Is it available? Is it available in other states besides California, or is it like ever? yes? It's more expensive in California for some reason. Other states, it's nineteen ninety nine. Well, California is like more expensive in general. I feel like That's the true. theaters are. I would say there are more options for theaters. You can find a theater in California that's cheaper, but like the nice ones are more expensive. I think. Yeah. 
So that's why you got to join this freaking A-list. Hell yeah. Make those tickets more affordable, especially going into like award season. I'm going to be going to the theater a lot. And listeners, there's a lot of spooky movies coming out that I'm going to be seeing and telling you about. So mm-hmm. rest easy knowing that I will be doing that without breaking the bank. <laughs> Thank God. Thank God. <laughs> God, we were all so worried, Sammy. Your wallet was taking a real crushing. Um, wait, AMC, those theaters, can you get a movie port at AMC theater? They do have alcohol there, um, I believe, but I have not I have not done it yet. So I I don't know yet, but I will report back. Cause well, you gotta have a clear mind when you're get seeing these movies for the podcast, you know? We don't we don't want there to be any we don't want it to be a lighthouse situation. <laughs> I was going to say, there's definitely been times where we didn't have a clear head. Oh, that was a fun episode, regardless. Well, that was seared. There are so many images from that movie that would have been seared in my mind, no matter my state. So, sure. Of course. Um, wasn't worried about that one. Um, so, yeah, it's in theaters now. I'd say if you're curious about it and okay with some body horror, just go see it because it's so wild and unexpected and i really like movies that really surprise me and so um i'd say if you're if you're feeling up to it go for it pause this then come back and listen great um but also if you're too scared i totally understand and keep listening and then maybe you'll change your mind at the end Mm -hmm. uh its budget was 5.7 million euros and it's made three million so far, which is pretty good. I feel like because it just opened a few days ago, and I feel like a, f- a, f- a foreign horror film five point seven million is really low. That's like super low I, in my brain. It feels low anyway. Yeah, it's definitely low budget. Well, also because I feel like just the posters. There's something about it that made it feel like it was going to be more like sci-fi or more like. Mm intense well it's neon is the um distribution company and i feel like neon and a24 are kind of they're probably Mm. rivals because they both do kind of the same kinds of films and have really really good marketing and so yeah Mm -hmm. i would probably attribute that to neon's great marketing and they also there's a lot of neon colors in the marketing which probably makes you think a little sci-fi-y Mm -hmm. Um, but it's not sci-fi. Well, we can decide at the end if it's (laughs) sci-fi. Okay, we'll decide at the end. Um, It has an 85% on Rotten Tomatoes, a 74 on Metacritic, and a 7 on IMDb. I imagine this film would be very divisive. I think a lot of people will love it, and there will be people that absolutely hate it. (laughs) Perfect, perfect. But it did win the Palme d'Or at Cannes. Oh my god. So Huge. that's how I heard first heard of it. Um and Julia Ducourneau, the director, her previous film is a film called Raw, which oh. has been on our list for the podcast for a while now. We will definitely do it eventually. It's excellent. I loved it. And so that was what got me really excited about this movie. Okay, got it. All right. I am familiar with Raw. I think I've seen the trailer for that. And mm-hmm. I didn't. OK, I didn't realize I, I truly am going into this so blind. So fascinating. Well, you're about to go into it a little less blind, Henley, because we're going to watch the trailer. <laughs> oh, my God. We're going to watch the trailer. <laughs> Sorry. 
song just after that we're done recording that's uh the zombies i looked it up oh yeah she's not there by the zombies it's in the description how do you like those uh quotes that they included all over the fucking place (laughs) it's like the most disturbing movie ever made or the sweetest movie ever made (laughs) (laughs) i'm like which one is it it doesn't look sweet to me at all um it looks very like beautiful it -hmm. looks really well well made obviously like a gorgeous gorgeous movie but um terrifying and what is that creepy old man doing who's that man the man freaks me out and (laughs) and there's something about it that's giving me like climax vibes a little bit sure i can Um, see that just in the way that but i feel like it's probably better made than climax um, um it's it's yeah it's really good i really loved it um i like that that trailer no dialogue in it if you're listening to the to the pod you're not gonna get much from that trailer <laughs> watch it yeah and see some of those visuals um yeah because it's a fun movie to go into without knowing much plot wise Okay. Well, that's me right now. Great. Um, great. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> Let's do it. It's the bleakest time of the year, so you know what that means. We deserve to get cozy on the couch, rewatch our favorite TikTok videos, and drink a goddamn glass of wine. If you ever struggle to pick out the right bottle, you will love our next sponsor, Naked Wines. Did you know that when you buy wine today, most of the money goes to things like fancy packaging, big budget marketing campaigns, and tax? That is crazy. Naked Wines is a subscription service that seamlessly connects you to the finest independent winemakers on the planet. 
so you get a box of the market's best quality wines however often you'd like for a fraction of the price. And hold on to your butts, you guys, because the deal they have for you is insane. Just wait. So how do they do it? Naked Wines connects winemakers and wine drinkers directly, allowing for vineyard-to-door delivery at up to 60% off what you would normally pay in a store. By cutting out the traditional retail middleman costs and markups, winemakers can pass those savings on to you without skimping on quality. I can't stop talking about Naked Wines. I love that their quiz matches you with bottles that you love, and each shipment includes wines they recommend based on your previous ratings. I'm currently loving their organic options, especially the Chris Condos Cabernet from Mendocino County, and they've been around for 10 years, and they fund over 90 independent winemakers. So with no commitments or membership fees, you can enjoy Naked Wines hassle-free. And the best part, every bottle is a passion project from an independent winemaker, so you're literally making an independent winemaker's dream come true. So head to nakedwines.com slash too scary and enter voucher in the top right when you get to the website and put in too scary for both the code and password to get six bottles of wine for just $39.99 with shipping included. That's $100 off and less than $7 per bottle. So that's nakedwines.com slash too scary and use the code and password too scary and grab six bottles for just $39.99. One last time, that's nakedwines.com slash too scary, code and password too scary for $100 off your first six bottles. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. We start with a little girl in the backseat of a car with her dad driving and she is humming along to the music in a really loud annoying way and the dad keeps trying to turn the music up louder to drown her out and she in turn keeps going louder and louder to try to be louder than the music you can tell he's really um you know frustrated with her annoyed by her exhausted probably and then she starts like kicking the back of his seat over and over and he's getting more and more irritated and then she unbuckles her seat belt and starts like climbing around in the back seat and he jumps up grab like grabs her says like get back in your seat in that moment of not looking at the road he swerves into oncoming traffic as he turns back around and notices he like recorrects too strong too hard and the loses control of the car it spins out slams into a cement pole and you uh. see the back seat where she is, her hit her head on the glass and it's like blood on the glass. Uh. And then we go into a hospital where she has, um, oh, it goes into actually like very, gr- it goes basically straight into surgery where they're putting a metal plate into her head and it shows it all like hammering into her skull. What it's gnar- gnarly. Is it to like protect her skull or something i think her skull broke and so yeah yeah they're they're like like, fusing it back together or something something like that jesus okay 
Ugh. And they say that it's made out of titanium. So it's the the, the, uh, the name of the the movie. Titan. Got it. Got it. Got it. And so they send her home with her parents. And as she's as they're walking out to the car, it, she has a, a distant relationship from them. You can see that it's like tense between all of them, probably tense between the parents now, too. And she as they're walking to the car like runs to the car and starts stroking her hands along the car and kissing it and you think it's because it's metal and maybe now she feels a kinship to it because she has metal in her as well it's kind of what i read from it yeah okay sure oh boy henley you're at this just wait (laughs) if that's yeah sure just wait okay So then we get cut to present day. This little girl is grown up. It is our protagonist. Her name is Alexia. And she walks into what can only be described as a Fast and Furious style strip club where (laughs) there's all these decked out crazy cars and each car has a dancer on it. And so rather than having, say, a stripper pole, these dancers are dancing sexually on cars and men are watching and throwing money at them. And we see Alexia is seemingly kind of the star of the show here. Guys know her name men are running up, trying to touch her. Security guards are throwing them off and people are saying, Alexia, Alexia, can I get an autograph? Alexia, I love you. Like she's clearly. um, Wow. Is this a real thing? Do you think? I don't know. I mean, seems like it could be. It seems like uh, something a man would dream up for sure. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think a lot of this movie is Julia Ducourneau being like, what do men like? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, that sounds like it. Sexy women dancing on cars. That mm-hmm. sounds like all a man could ever ask for. Yeah. And so after um, the dance, some of the girls go back to a locker room, I suppose, and are showering. And she has been making eyes at one of the other dancers. We meet her in the shower. They're showering next to each other. The girl's name is Justine. Um, Alexia drops a bar of soap, re- reaches down to get it. And her hair gets caught in Justine's nipple ring. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it's a pretty funny scene. Um, so that's how... Uh, uh, quite the meat cute <laughs> yeah a whole new uh meaning on don't drop the soap yeah and so it like takes they like have a little conversation while she's untangling her hair from the from the nipple cute. ring and cute. at the last second she pulls away like too hard and it hurts Ow. justine and she says oh i thought you said it didn't hurt and she said it hurts when you yank on it but it's fine and it doesn't like rip it out or anything (sighs) even just like the thought of that is oh i know it's yeah no thanks alexia heads back to her car uh at the end of the night and again past a few men that are asking for autographs she says she's done for the night she's not doing she's she's going home and she'll you know see them another night one guy follows her back to her car she is now it's like alone in a parking lot nobody else is around she starts kind of looking back and then and then running he starts running she Uh. gets to her car and he gets to the window right after she closes the door 
and he's like banging on the window and he's like please 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 like i just want to autograph just want to autograph she kind of takes a deep breath and rolls down the window and signs an autograph for him and he says i think um i'm in love with you and i understand if you don't feel the same way but i was hoping maybe we could be friends he's like now half leaning in the window definitely seeming like a very unsafe situation you see her looking nervous and then he just starts kissing her and she's kind of just uh like stand standing still and then something switches and she starts like passionately making out with him and um oh previously (laughs) we have seen that she has a little chopstick style hairpin that she puts her hair up with Mm, and as she's making out with this guy she slowly reaches back to her hair pulls out her hairpin this thing's like six inches long and jabs it into his ear like deep into his ear (sighs) he collapses onto her shoulder starts foaming at the mouth his eyes roll up in his head he basically convulses for a minute or so until he dies and he falls out of the window she gets out of the car, starts trying to take the chopstick out of his ear, but it's jammed oh in so hard that she has to like put her foot on his head to like wiggle it free. It's very gross. Ew. But she gets it out and she starts loading him back into her car, into the back seat of her car. Jesus. And it's like she's definitely done this before, huh? Maybe. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and she's, you know, looking stressed, but uh then as she's kind of running her hands through her hair, she feels she has all of his like foamy vomit all over her Ew. neck. It's really gross. So she goes back to the shower to rinse off again. She's scrubbing herself. She's grossed out. And then in the shower, she hears a a loud bang, almost like a knock, but really, really loud. And so she walks to the door that the knock is happening at. And she's naked, like straight from the shower to the door, opens the door. And it's the car that she did her sexy dance on. (laughs) Okay, what it's is like a, happening? A Cadillac. Yeah. So this is this is where things get a little crazy. And what is happening? And the car has the lights on. It's empty, but she gets inside of it and the car starts doing that like hopping up and down thing. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. And uh we see her inside with her arms wrapped around seatbelts moaning in pleasure. Oh, my God. (laughs) What? The implication being that she is having sex with this car somehow. What? (laughs) I did not see this coming. I'm so mad that I read I read a fucking Wikipedia page that said this in the first. It says, like, after having sex with a car, I was so mad because it would have just been like your head would have exploded. So shocking. So she has what sex with this car. <laughs> the hell. Next morning, she wakes up at home. She is very bruised between her legs and she puts her fingers to her vagina and pulls it back. And there's like, rather than blood, it's oil. What? So she like actually had sex with the car somehow. Yes. 
I okay. We're just gonna have to accept that as true because there's no there's no mechanics to it. (laughs) It just is happening. It just happened. Wow. Okay. All right. We see that she lives with her parents. Uh, It's they're clearly not close. Um, I mean, it looks like her dad like still like hates her. Basically, it's kind of the vibe he gives off. And her dad is the creepy man in the trailer. No. Oh, okay. Haven't gotten to him yet. Okay. Uh, she is watching the news, and on news we hear of a body found matching killings that have happened before. Police aren't ready to call it a serial killer, but everybody just stay safe out there, stay vigilant. Um, she changes the channel. Her stomach starts rumbling, and her her mom comes in, says, "Oh, I didn't hear you come home last night. How are you?" She says, "Is she pregnant with a baby car?" <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Is there a, a tiny little VW Bug that's going to come out of her vagina? Soon? <laughs> We're just going to have to wait and find out. Okay. But you're in the right headspace. <laughs> what is this saying? Like, what's the commentary? I don't get it. No, All right, we can going. discuss that after. Okay. So um, her dad is a doctor and does a little exam on her because she says her stomach's hurting. He clearly like doesn't want to be doing this exam. He's like, you're fine. It's nothing. Uh, then it cuts to her with Justine, the dancer from the earlier scene with the nipple ring. They are making out. And at so it's nighttime at some party, um, or it seems like just at Justine's house. There's nobody else there. And Alexia starts kissing her nipple and like playing with her nipple ring, but then starts doing it like way too hard and pulls it like two inches. <laughs> from, ah, and it's like, ah. and Justine like shoves her off and like yells at her, that hurts. What the hell are you doing? And so they get in a like, little bit of a fight. Alexia storms off and goes to the... Uh, there's some water nearby and she vomits into the water. Oh, no. And she has morning sickness with her beautiful little baby Cadillac in her <laughs> belly. <laughs> and she, back in the house, she takes a pregnancy test. She is pregnant. And she... This scene is very rough. She takes her chopstick and tries to give herself an abortion with it. And basically, yeah, like shoves it. It's really uh, awful. Um, And then Justine is like knocking on the door of the bathroom, interrupts her. She comes back out and uh, her belly is already visible like it's progressing quicker than normal she has like a, a baby bump Uh oh. and just well if you're gonna give birth to a full-size car <laughs> it's gonna be a little bit larger than normal that's true <laughs> <laughs> well we hope that it's a baby car a baby size car even if it's a baby size car that seems pretty massive um wow I did not see any of this coming. I am shocked. This I'm is, loving every second of let it. Let me remind you, there is a quote in the trailer that says, not what you're expecting, dot, dot, dot. Not what anyone is expecting. <laughs> <laughs> and I really love that because it's absolutely yeah. true. Yep. 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 
Um, so she goes back out into the living room with Justine. They start kissing again. Justine uh, touches her belly and says, like, how, how long have you known? Like, are you excited? And very quickly, Alexia takes that chopstick out of her hair and goes to stab Justine. But Justine pulls back at the last second. And so she stabs her in the face so the chopstick is dangling out of her cheek, like half protruding. What? So she stabbed her because she noticed she was pregnant? I think she is just a, a psychopath and just She's a, just a psycho. Yeah. Okay. And Got so it. she gets the chopstick back and grabs uh, Justine and is able to wrestle her to the floor and then stabs it into the ear. Oh, Again, and then at, right afterwards, a guy comes down from upstairs in this apartment who is just in his boxers. And it's unclear if he sees, but he's kind of looking at them like, what's going on down here? Alexia gets up, grabs a fire poker, goes up to him, fire pokes right in his foot. Okay. And he falls down screaming. And then a girl is, comes running down the stairs. A naked girl comes running downstairs hearing the commotion is like, what's going on? He screams, call the police, call the police. She runs back upstairs. Um, this guy's trying to fight Alexia off. She grabs a stool. And with the leg of this wooden, she puts the leg of the wooden stool in his mouth. <gasps> oh, no. And pushes down. <gasps> No. And like breaks his jaw off. No. And then like from exhaustion of this act, she has to take a seat down on that stool. <laughs> no. So she's just sitting on him and we get a look at his mutilated face. He's oh, dead. Oh no. And now she grabs that fire poker again, starts walking upstairs and knocks on the door that she can hear the girl like frantically breathing behind <laughs> knock 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 and then from behind her we hear oh is the bathroom occupied and she just is like oh like she's getting so annoyed that there are more and more people here <laughs> like, oh, and she turns God. turns around and it's a huge guy she's like how many of you are here and he's like oh just like uh, this person, this, I think he named six people and he's like, I think that's it. And she's like, I hope so. <laughs> oh, my and she God. takes the fire poker and stabs him in like the Achilles and he falls to the ground. And then the girl runs out of the bathroom trying to make a beeline for the front door. Alexia runs after her, grabs her. They tumble down the stairs together and she's trying to um, strangle her. Alexia gets the upper hand, but then the other, the girl that she is strangling kind of tosses her in a way that her head slams against the wall and starts bleeding, like right where her, um, her titanium plate is. She also has like a huge gnarly scar on her head from, mm -hmm. from, uh, the brain surgery. Uh, and this momentarily, uh, knocks knocks her out so that the girl is able to get away. She wakes up, realizes she's fucked, and uh, goes home. And oh, just just side note: Have we done any movies where it's like the protagonist is the killer? Like, does that happen ever? It's in not these horror movies. It's not common. 
No, I don't I know just if we have any off the. I just can't think of any off the top of my head. And like, obviously, we've done some where like the protagonist ends up killing a bunch of people, but that's because right. they're put in a situation where they don't have a ton of other options. Right. It's just wild to be following like a psychopath. It's who's super, also a woman, right? It's fascinating because she is. in some points sympathetic like to be able to follow a protagonist that is a bad person is such an interesting line to walk as like a writer i feel like what a achievement to be able to make this like compelling you're not just automatically like i hate her why am i even watching this right interesting i will say this movie also has a lot of dark humor it's i laughed out loud many times and so did the rest of the theater, not just me. I'm not a, I'm not a freak. <laughs> <laughs> but OK, so after this kind of half killing spree that she's she's botched, um, she goes home and her dad sees her coming home and she goes into the garage and throws this kind of blanket she has with her that's covered in blood into um, a little trash can to light on fire it lights on fire. It lights the whole garage on fire that's underneath the house. So now the whole house is going to be on fire. She kind of watches it light up for a bit. And then she slowly walks upstairs, um, opens the door to her parents' room really quietly, and is reaching around for the key on their side of the door. Like, uh, they have a key that they can use to lock it from the inside. She goes to grab that. And as she does that, her dad turns and looks at her her parents are asleep in the bed and he wakes up and looks at her she her eyes go wide she quickly grabs the key closes the door locks them in and leaves so her big plan is to also murder her parents yeah that'll that'll throw the police off your scent (laughs) (laughs) i'll just also burn down my house sure (laughs) she's trying to start fresh Okay. 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 So now she's at like a train station or something, and there are cops. Wait, I gotta say, so far not sympathetic at all. Yeah, like some of the sympathy comes later. Okay, absolutely nothing to. I would say that. I guess she's she might not be sympathetic, but I guess yeah, compelling is like not completely off putting in a way that just yeah, like I didn't feel like I hated her in this movie. Like I'm Shocking, fascinated she's by done her. Pretty terrible things so far. <laughs> it's true. Okay. All right. Got it. Um. Then, in this train station, there's cops everywhere. Look, there's a a sketch of her, kind of flashing on TV screens, like looking for this person. She's dangerous. Um. And she sees that she has like her hood pulled over her head she's trying to be inconspicuous um and she sees a sign for a missing boy that has been aged 17 years i guess he went missing when he was i don't know eight or something and it's been 17 years and so he's like digitally aged to how he would look today and she kind of takes this in and then goes into the bathroom and starts um cutting all of her hair off she previously had long uh dyed blonde hair that's grown out so at the roots it's brown and so she like chops it all off to to be this like very messy chop that her hair is just like brown now and um she has uh, some bandages 
that she uses to tape her breasts and stomach down with because she's looking pregnant. And Mm -hmm. so she kind of she bandages it up real tight. And then she looks at herself in the mirror and presses her fingers to her nose. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Like she is trying to, like, imagine what it would look like differently. Like her nose is maybe a giveaway that. And she's not this boy that's um age 17 years mm-hmm. and just her uh, photo is up in the everywhere and so she's trying to look less like herself mm-hmm. and so she positions her fist against uh, her i'd say this is the hardest this was the hardest scene for me to watch i was really not doing well for this one so she positions her fist like next to her uh nose and face and starts kind of like psyching herself up to punch herself as hard as she can she like does it a few times and then finally punches herself as hard as she can looks like it fucking hurts but nothing has changed like she's trying Uh, she's trying to break her nose her nose yeah and it's not broken it's just hurts she she continues to do this four more times oh no! and it's just like getting bruised but not breaking she's freaking out like fuck 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 and she turns to the corner of the sink (laughs) (gasps) and positions her head and kind of traces the path that she will need to take to smash her nose against this sink (laughs) no oh and she does it and she smashes her own face into a sink and that does the trick and it snaps her nose bone right in half and it looks very fucked up and she just like smiles at smiles real big in the reflection and like laughs like ha like i did it (laughs) she's very relieved that she finally did it but it looks fucking gnarly that scene is too much. That was too long. There's too it's many, long. too many tries. There are too many tries. Oh yeah, they don't, they don't let that one go by fat, quick, and easy. That's you. You got to sit in that one. <laughs> it's rough. <sighs> um, but so then it cuts to the man from the trailer, creepy man from trailer. His name is Vincent, and he is being brought into a police station. And they say, we can do a DNA test if you want. And he says, no, there's no need. You think I'm not going to recognize my own son? And they pull back a curtain to reveal Alexia posing as this missing boy that's been missing for 17 years. And uh, Vincent sees her and like tears come from his eyes he nods. That's him. That's my Adrian. <laughs> Do you think he actually thinks it? Do you think he actually thinks it's his son? At this point, maybe. Okay. Okay. But it's it's intentionally... Unclear. Yeah. And... She looks so crazy. <laughs> like Her haircut is crazy. Uh, her nose is so fucked up. 
and they send her home with Vincent, which I don't think is what would happen if someone was missing for 17 years. I think there would be a lot of questions being asked by police and detectives. And also, like, wouldn't they 100 percent do a blood test? Like, no matter what? I think so. But she's pregnant with a car baby. So we're going to suspend our disbelief a little further. Right, right. I forgot about the car baby for one split second. The nose, the nose thing made me forget about the fact that she's also housing a car inside her body. <laughs> That's right. So some liberties are taken with with how things happen in in the real world. But um, what happens is she goes home with Vincent, and uh, she she doesn't speak. She is very uh, she's just completely mute with him. He at the gas station breaks down in tears is like, I'm so happy. Like, why? I don't know why you won't say anything. Are you happy? Like, I'm so happy to have you back. And she's uh, looks really uncomfortable. And you see her kind of fiddling with her chopstick, trying to decide if she's going to kill him or not. But she keeps wiggling the door handle like she'd rather just make a run for it. Uh, she just like needed to get out of that place that was had police everywhere or something. I don't I don't totally know <laughs> what her plan was, but um, he ends up the doors are all locked from the ins- from the inside or no, from the outside child childproof locked. She can't get out of the car. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He takes her to takes her home, uh, gets her in her bedroom and. She's she, she starts to take off her bandages. We see that they're really cutting into her like she's done it really tight. And so her breasts and stomach just have like red, like cuts, not quite cuts, but marks all over. Um, Mm -hmm. And he locks her room from the outside so she can't leave and there's no windows in the room. Um, oh my god well he definitely like murdered his son or something and so he knows for sure that she is not her son and he is has she finally met her match psycho (laughs) to psycho maybe psycho to psycho okay i hope that they fall in love actually and they raise that car baby together is that the end of the movie maybe i like that (laughs) Okay, you always say that whenever I try to predict what happens. <laughs> <laughs> I can't I can't give you any concrete answers. Okay, okay. Um so we see that at home or we see that Vincent is taking steroids. He when he is alone in the bathroom, he Ugh. injects them into his butt. His butt is all bruised. It's clear he does this a lot. He kind of looks at himself in the mirror, flexes his muscles. He's like, "Oh." Uh, and then he goes and tries to um work out. He's trying to do pull-ups and he can't do them and he kind of throws a little tantrum and is like flailing around on the floor. Um and we see that he is a chief or a captain of a fire station. So he's like the head fire chief. And he wants to bring Adrian into work with him, but he wants to clean him up a bit. Um, I'm going to be flopping what gender I refer to Alexia and, okay. and Adrian as. Uh, and so he gets a razor, like an electric razor, and starts shaving adrian's head and kind of 
I think nicks the scar again she's got that very gnarly scar and when he gets there she recoils a bit and so he stops halfway so her head is like half shaved and half shaggy (laughs) and then he's he gives up and puts a cap on her and he's like okay whatever like you're starting to look you're starting to look pretty good and what (laughs) she's so weird (laughs) she goes into work with him and he introduces adrian to all of the firemen there and she looks literally so crazy so weird and all of them are like uh like congratulations like we're so happy for you this is amazing (laughs) um and but vincent's like not taking any shit from them he's like i'm captain no he actually says i'm god to you and this is my son so he's not just um, your coworker, he's Jesus. <laughs> wow. That was a fun line. Um, then we see Vincent and another fireman running a fire simulation, which I obviously firemen do this, but I had never thought about it. And it's so scary. So they're basically in a room where there's controlled fire that you can like turn on and off, but it looks like a house on fire. It's a place for them to run drills where you can turn oh, all the that makes a lot of turn sense. all the gas. I, never, I know. Yeah, I never thought about that, but I, yeah, it makes sense that they would be able to do that. That's terrifying. It's so scary. Um, but yeah, of course they would do it this way. Uh, but they've dressed the room to look like a regular house that you would be saving would look like so there's children's books and clothes on fire in this room and vincent clearly has like a little trauma flashback and there is actually a a child's body that is charred and he he freezes and like can't move anymore and it's fake it's like the it's the you know simulation simulation room but it's still he he gets um, he freezes and they end the simulation. They turn off the gas. So the room goes back to normal. And yeah, so just a just a little taste that he is clearly um, very traumatized. OK, then he that night they have dinner together, Vincent and Adrian and Adrian is still not speaking. Vincent. Uh, uh, says something that makes Alexia feel nervous and she starts heading for the door again it's locked she can't get out she gets nervous she thinks he's about to do something to her and then he turns on that song from the trailer the zombie song and starts dancing Uh and and so she realizes he's not an immediate threat they kind of dance together in a in an unusual way but it looks like maybe I mean, Vincent's having fun. It looks like maybe Alexia's having a little bit of fun. But then she kind of realizes in this closeness that this is an opportunity to kill him. (laughs) So they start getting into kind of a fight. The dance slowly gets more aggressive. And then she grabs her hairpin and goes to stab him. He catches her wrist and is easily able to fight like hold her off he's a huge man on steroids he's older but still and uh yeah he's a fire captain he's a fire chief yeah yeah and 
And so he he's hurt by this. He's kind of they're yelling and he's he's like <laughs> He's like, How dare you try to yeah, kill Yeah, he's me. like, Why do you want to we leave? Dancing. So why do you want to leave? This is you just want to leave me again, like you just got back. And he says, fine, like, go. Ha- have there been any conversations like, where have you been? I mean, he's, or, uh, he, are you OK? No, no. I mean, she hasn't said a word. Um, he's asked, I think. Well, not really. Not really. No. <laughs> um, and so he says, okay. OK, fine, go. Throws keys at her. And we see her going um, to a bus stop nearby. Gets on gets on a bus. And we see him crying in the bathroom, injecting himself with steroids, and he does his normal injection, and then he loads up one really big one um, and does that as well and then collapses. Wait, can you get addicted to steroids in that way? I have no idea. I don't I don't know much about steroids, but I I would it's you. All I know is what I see in movies, and it is presented that way a lot, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I guess you must become, I, I feel like maybe you become dependent on them. Yeah. Maybe you get way. withdrawals without them or something like that. Right. But then, like, does they make you feel good to inject yourself with steroids? Like, do you feel good when you do that? I would imagine I it don't... as, like, maybe similar to, like, getting an, a hit of, like, adrenaline. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Okay, fascinating. But, yeah. Makes me want to do some research into ste- Maybe I'm going to get really into steroids <laughs> this winter. <laughs> I'm going to roid myself up. All right. I hope you don't. <laughs> I'm going to be such a strong mom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Um, Go on. So (laughs) she gets on a bus and a woman sits on the seat like opposite to her. And then four guys get on the bus that are very rowdy, rambunctious, loud, kind of talking about women in very um, misogynistic ways. They're just being gross. They're being nasty. And they Mm -hmm. start talking to the girl, the woman sitting across from Alexia saying like, hey, lady, like, come over here. Uh, And the woman looks scared and is not responding to them. And they're harassing her, hassling her, saying getting like more and more aggressive. And she looks over to Alexia kind of pleadingly and pretty quickly, I think, recognizes that Alexia is also a woman. Yeah. And. Uh, they have this kind of shared moment of being women in the face of uh, being outnumbered by men in a in an unpredictable situation. And mm-hmm. Alexia gets right off that bus and goes back to Vincent, finds him collapsed in the bathroom, takes the needle out of his butt and starts trying to kind of like slap his face. He's not dead. He's just unconscious and she positions him into her lap and just kind of like lets him sleep on her. And I think here the meaning of this is she's like, oh, I'd rather be a man. (laughs) Like, I don't want to be a woman. It's kind of how I read it as. Okay. Okay. Is she going to start doing steroids? Um... 
wait, interesting that she feels safer with this very scary, unpredictable man than she does like out in the world by herself as someone who's like an actual psychopathic killer who's killed many people before. She can clearly defend herself. Right. I Whatever. You know, people are complicated. People are complicated. That's right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she takes the electric razor, finishes shaving her own head. Oh, there is a moment here where she takes the the hairpin one more time. And while he's unconscious, is considers killing him. She can't do it. So it seems like she is now resigned to like, all right, fuck it. I'm going to be Adrian. This is a fresh start. Okay. And... I think I prefer it to also I don't know if if this is a significant thing but they did say something about the titanium plate in her head in the beginning like if it shifts it can change something like be careful um I think probably the titanium plate is why she's a psychopath in the first place some sort of brain damage that happened there and when she hit her head falling down the stairs in that fight in that house, maybe something shifted again. Again, I mean, who knows the reality of any of this stuff, but I kind of clocked that as like, oh, maybe like also something happened when she hit her head to make her less of a psychopath. <laughs> again, she's pregnant with a car, so who's <laughs> who's to say what what's possible? <laughs> oh my is she looking more pregnant? Yes. Like, how is she going to... Okay, that's going to be tricky. It's going to be tricky to be Adrian and be pregnant. Yes, very much so. Um, But, so, she she's taping... Every time we see her at night, basically, she's looking more and more pregnant, really having to struggle to tape down this belly, which must fucking hurt. Like, be horrible. Also, like, isn't possible, but okay, none of this is possible. Yeah, and... So she starts kind of going to work with him every day, is shadowing. He's clearly excited about taking him under his wing, teaching him the tricks of the trade, being a fireman. <laughs> and, and and just never speaks, doesn't speak ha- at doesn't all. Doesn't speak. And um, another, we see another fireman kind of suspecting... Adrian and we see a scene where he looks at his phone like maybe he's seeing a photo oh no I think it actually shows he's looking at the sketch of of Alexia and kind of looking back and forth and says like where did you cut where are you from again or something like that and Adrian Alexia just kind of laughs laughs it off like doesn't say anything and that night we see her uh in her room alone taking off the bandages and scratching her, her belly, like something on her belly really itches. And she scratches it like so hard. And the sound effects of like scratching skin Ugh. are so gross and I hate it. Yeah. <laughs> and she's just like, I can't stop scratching it. <laughs> and then her, her boobs are, she like reaches that her her boobs are painful and she presses on them and oil comes out of her nipples. Oh, knew it. I <laughs> knew it. I knew it. Well, she's got to feed this cute baby car somehow, somehow. and it needs it needs oil. Um, That's fucking ridiculous. OK, <laughs> so but she 
She squeezes some oil out to the point that her boobs don't hurt as much anymore. She tapes herself back up and she goes out to for to the living room for dinner and a woman is there. Vincent says, mom's here. And this is Adrian's mother. Okay. And Alexia looks nervous. Adrian's mother does not look convinced, but gives, gives her a hug anyways. It gives him a hug. And they sit down to dinner together. Vincent explains, you know, he doesn't talk. I read about it. It's normal when they're traumatized. That's like a normal response. Um, and the mom is just like looking, watching all this like pretty suspiciously and just taking it all in. Adrian holds Vincent's hand like while they're eating to show like, I love my dad. <laughs> I guess, because there's a part at which the mom is like, you know, if you want to come with me, you can come with me. And it's clear that Alexia has bonded with Vincent somewhat. Alexia gets up to go back to her room and Vincent says to the mom, you can't take him from me. And the mom says, I don't want him. (laughs) (laughs) That's not Adrian. (laughs) And in the room uh alexia is taking the bandages off again this is a full pregnant belly now it's like it's huge and her boobs again oil coming out she's scratching 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 that spot and she scratches a hole straight into her skin and starts bleeding oil and underneath her skin is a titanium plate so her belly seems like all (laughs) like a little titanium encasing Oh, okay. And as this is happening, the mom walks right in and sees just a naked pregnant woman with oil coming out of her. Okay. Okay. Things are getting interesting. Finally. Finally. (laughs) (laughs) This movie has been so predictable up till now. Boring, predictable. (laughs) Um, And... The mom takes this takes this in and then walks over to her and grabs her belly really aggressively to a point that it it hurts Alexia and Alexia kind of falls to her knees and is maybe having some sort of pre-contractions. She's she's in pain. She is holding her belly Mm -hmm. and the mom says, you know, what would you do if you were me, if you were unable to grieve your child? She's very clearly very angry at this imposter. Also, I don't know if you've ever seen the documentary, The Imposter. It's very good and that reminded me a lot of this because this happened once in life i'm sure it's happened multiple times in life but yeah there's um a documentary about one specific case called the imposter that i recommend oh okay hmm sounds distressing it it is a bit distressing but it's good uh and so the mom says to alexia i don't know who you are but whoever you are he needs someone and like take care of him. Promise me you'll take care of him. Wow. Okay. And so they have a moment of understanding. Alexia nods and And she's not worried about all the oil coming out of her I boobs guess or not. anything like no, that. This must happen all the time like, in this universe. <laughs> okay. Okay. So this is normal. I don't know. I mean <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um there's a scene in which 
that fireman that suspects Alexia goes up to Vincent and says, I need to talk to you about your son. It's about Adrian. Like, I think I, it's important. Um, and Vincent like shoves him and is like, don't ever talk about my son. I don't ever want to talk about that. Don't like say a single word to me. Do you got it? And says to Adrian, uh, you're my son. You're all, you'll always be my son. Like nobody can tell me you're not my son. And they like hug. Okay. And then we see the fireman being called to the scene of a fire and they are taking like explosive canisters, like gas tanks or something out of a house to prevent them from exploding. I don't, I don't totally understand the mechanics of what's happening here, but Vincent hands an explosive canister to the guy that was suspecting Alexia and it explodes and that guy dies. What? Okay. Well, it looks like that's what they have something in like common. Father, like father, <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, we see Alexia taking a shower and seeing a hand pressing inside from inside of her belly like a it, oh and the the kick is like tinny <laughs> like this similar to uh the knocking that we heard earlier from the car like the kicking in her belly is like a metal kicking sound but there's an actual hand inside looks of her, like, so it's it. like an a- okay okay <laughs> uh, um and then as she's kind of pressing her belly it starts hurting again uh she's groaning in pain and groans too loudly and vincent runs in to check that adrian is okay runs in and sees alexia naked pregnant (laughs) Mm -hmm. and quickly grabs a towel and, and covers her up and hugs hugs her Oh, okay. And he says again, you'll always you'll always be my son. You're you're my son. And um then there's like a a dance party at the firehouse where all of the firemen are dancing and it's like very masculine energy. It like kind of turns into like a mosh pit at times and you see Alexia kind of getting caught up in this like lost in it but she kind of likes it it seems like she's like letting this masculine energy like take over her and she's like throwing elbows too and looking like she's enjoying being a part of this but then one of them hits her belly which is wrapped up and uh she like falls to the floor they hoist her up and take her to the top of a fire truck and start like chanting Adrian, Adrian, like expecting her to do something. I'm not sure what. Here's what she does. <laughs> she starts dancing, but not oh, not a, okay. not masculine moshing dancing. She does her car stripper dancing. So it's very because yeah, she's an excellent at that. <laughs> she's she's the best. That. And the shot, the reaction shots of all the firemen are so priceless. Like, they're just like, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) She is just doing sexy stripper dances. They're just like watching this, like so confused. And then in walks Vincent and sees this and he's clearly upset by it. 
like, I think, you know, the vibe that I'm getting is he's willing to go to great lengths to pretend this is his son Mm -hmm. and doesn't want to break that charade. And so I think he is very um, disturbed by this feminine dance that's given him away. (laughs) Now he can't he can't like deny it in front of that crowd of people you mm-hmm. know like you can deny it when it's just two of you but not if it's more than right. that like well, some we know something's up <laughs> yeah exactly and so he storms out and he he goes home and he is drinking heavily and covers himself in alcohol and then grabs a lighter what? And we see back at the fire station, it's empty now, except for Alexia, who has sex with one of those fire trucks. <laughs> we got another car oh sex scene. <laughs> oh my God. She cheated on her Cadillac with the fire truck while she was so pregnant with the Cadillac's baby. I know. You know, and I'm thinking maybe she's trying to induce labor because you know how you've heard that sex can oh, induce labor. Mm-hmm. I think she's mm-hmm. real sick of being pregnant with this car baby. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So maybe it wasn't so much an emotional thing as it was a practical thing. So it wasn't an emotional cheating. It was the Cadillac might understand. That's the conversation she's going to have to have with the Cadillac. Yeah, we're going to stay out of that one. <laughs> um. <laughs> but also Cadillac having to compete with a fire truck. Tricky. That's, that's going to be tough. Yeah. That tricky. is going to be tough. <laughs> Back at home, we see Vincent lights himself on fire. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, but and Alexia does go into labor into in um, the fire station, which I think is attached to Vincent's home. I think he it, he lives like right next to it. I think it's like part of the same building. Okay. Um, and so she starts going into labor and rather than it looking like it's going to be a vaginal birth, her stomach starts tearing basically at the seams and just revealing more and more metal underneath it as she is straining her, her um, scar on her head opens up, revealing the metal under that. Um, but nothing's quite happening. She can't. She is able to get herself up and make it to the house. Vincent has extinguished the fire. He like wraps himself in a blanket and is able to put the fire that he has started out. And she walks in and he, she first like doesn't say, Oh, I'm in labor or help. She said, she just comes and lays next to him, lays her head on his belly says i love you he says i love you too adrian and wow. she starts kissing his stomach sensually what, what? and then starts what? moving up and kiss- kissing him um all over his body he looks confused and she starts she kisses him on the lips and it's too much for him he pushes her off he says no like it's not right he gets up as if he's about to start storm out of the room and she like remembers she's in labor starts screaming in pain and says please don't leave me i'm scared i'm scared and he kind of gets his first like good look at what's happening seeing her stomach rip seeing the it's dark in this room so he couldn't quite 
tell before, but now can see that she's like covered in oil. There's metal plates. It's not looking good. And so he rushes into action, kind of gets her onto her back, starts saying like, push, push, push. He says, push, Adrian, push. (laughs) And she says, my name is Alexia. And he kind of pauses for a moment. And he's like, okay, Alexia, okay. And like holds her hands. And he's like, push, Alexia, push. And she pushes and pushes. He's like, you almost got it. You almost got it. And again, like things are ripping, metals everywhere, oils coming out everywhere. It's not looking good. Baby comes out. We hear crying. We hear a human, okay. human crying. Okay. Uh, but Alexia collapses and we don't see the baby. And Vincent like runs to Alexia's side and starts doing compressions on her chest and um, breathing into her mouth, doing like a CPR thing. And it's not working. He's crying. Um, and she dies. She's she she's dead. And he goes back to the baby, bundles it up, holds it against his chest. And it's a human baby. Just a well, normal we haven't human seen baby. It yet. Okay. <laughs> and lays down okay. lays down next to her and says to the baby, like, I'm here, I'm here, like I'm here for you. I've got you. It's gonna be okay. It's gonna be okay. And takes down the blanket on the baby, and we see baby has a metal spine protruding from its back and like a metal plate over half of its head. So it's half car, half human. <laughs> wow. And- okay. And that's the end. Cool. That's the end. That's the end of the movie. What a beautiful story. <laughs> Isn't it crazy? Wait, what a like beautifully well-made movie about like what the fuck is that about? Like what is that even? What do you think well, it's about? It's, it's about how- It's a real thinker. It's like one that I feel like <laughs> I'll be thinking about for a long time because it's not yeah, it's not spoon-feeding you a message, but I think it says a lot of it's trying to say a lot about gender and i'm sure there are lots of think pieces about this that i can look up afterwards to read about and then i will feel more more like it makes sense to me but all i'm getting is um you can we found love in a hopeless place yes it's like two (laughs) two lost people finding each other exactly Mm -hmm. it's a love story And he, yeah, and he ultimately, you know, he has a son again, yep. or, or maybe a daughter. I guess we don't know the gender of this car baby. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm just really excited to read a lot about it afterwards. Me too. Me too. Because, like, imagine the pitch meeting for this. What is the pitch? I mean, I think that she established herself with raw and i think you can kind of do whatever and it's also like horror and i feel like it's a draw for it to be crazy and and something original that's never been done before and so i feel like that's yeah not necessarily a bad thing i think it probably drew some people to it of just like okay yes yes <laughs> yes yeah, julia just yes go there <sighs> I want to hang out with Julia. She seems fucking cool. I just want to know more about her. Yeah, she seems cool as hell, man. <laughs> and she knows her way around a car. That's right. Um, That's, yeah, that makes me, I'm going to watch the trailer again. 
because I want to because I was really picturing Vincent as being like a very scary person yeah, and he me wasn't. Too. He's he's not at all. She's the scary person. She's the scary person. And I, I can't even really remember who, who she is from the trailer. So I'm excited to watch the trailer again. I don't think this is a film I will be seeing. But I do. I'm very curious about what she looks like when she has a half shaved head. It's not in the trailer, that part, unfortunately. But I'll see if I can find a picture because it's so funny. Oh, my God. It, I laughed. <laughs> I just laughed and laughed and laughed. It was great. Um, But that is a really cool point that the like big strong man on steroids is like not the scary guy. And the scary guy is this is this woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, again, my think piece is not thought out yet, but it's just saying a lot of subverting gender expectations. 100%. 100%. Yeah, that's like so much that my I just really need a second to to process everything that just happened. I understand. And I hope there's a sequel about the car baby and Vincent's relationship. And I hope it's like a buddy comedy. <laughs> I hope so, too. And I wouldn't put it past her. <gasps> wow. Julia, what will you do next? What I'm will she do next? Fascinated by her career. And I can't wait. Sammy, what a delight. That was, um, you know, that if, if we we usually horror movies are following very standard predictable patterns mm-hmm. and that's why we have our bingo cards but does this one even have one thing to knock off on the bingo cards i i doubt it that's yeah. kind of amazing in and of itself very impressive very impressive um yeah i'd say for me the the breaking the nose scene was the worst part the hardest part to watch so if you feel like you can stomach that, you should go see it. Because it really is beautiful. It's like really, really well made and acted. And the music's great and cinematography. So I think it's a really great film and worth seeing. But also, it's gnarly. So you make, your, you make your decision for yourself. All right. All right. Damn. Okay, Sammy, thank you. This was a really fucking good one. And Emily really missed out. Emily missed out. She's going to be listening. Hi, Emily. We love you. We miss you. We miss you, Emily. Emily will be back next week. Mm-hmm. And so will we <laughs> with another episode. I think next week we're going to do Lamb, which have you heard about Lamb, Henley? No, I haven't heard anything about Lamb. Yeah, I'm curious. It's like not technically labeled as horror, but it's A24 and looks scary. And I just feel like people Wait, are going to want to hear about it. No, that's pig. <laughs> I can see your confusion. Okay, 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 um, Lamb. All right, great. I'm going to go into that one blind, too. Yep. Great. Um, okay. French accent. Mm-hmm. from all of us here at Too Scary Didn't Watch. <laughs> that was good. I feel like I've done it a few times for that specific phrase. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Anytime uh-huh. we do a French movie. So uh-huh. I've got some practice. So from all of us, au revoir. Au revoir. Goodbye. <laughs> 
Thanks for listening to another episode of Too Scary Didn't Watch. I'm here to remind you to head on over to Apple Podcasts where you can rate, review, and subscribe if you had as much fun as we did. We're also on Twitter and Instagram at TSDW Podcast, although admittedly not as great about updating our Twitter as we are on our Instagram. Um, we are also on Patreon at patreon.com slash TSDW Podcast. You can sign up for access to things like bonus episodes, bingo cards, send in suggestions, all that type of thing uh i think that's it except for the fact that we love you forever and ever and ever and ever and ever okay see you next week